0: He gave a great process-oriented answer when I asked him about like, hey, the Browns are really good at drafting corners. Defensive line and wide receiver, they've put a lot of assets out there. They haven't necessarily got the return on that. What can you do to make that better? It's one of my favorite answers. It's kind of a deep cut, right? So it's not ramble on. It's not stairway to heaven. Uh, It's like like no quarter for Zeppelin. It's a bit of a deep cut, but it is a hell of a song. So if you guys want to listen back to that. Um, I thought, I actually thought he did a really good job. Listen, I think the conversation of is Amari Cooper a number one wide receiver can get a little tedious. It can, because if you say he's not, it turns into a pejorative. If you say he is, there's a way to define it that makes you look like a homer. And the reality is Amari Cooper is a tremendous football player. And if Amari Cooper is your best wide receiver, um, you're going to be okay. He's a really good player. Like look at I mean I think you kind of look at the production of wide receivers in Dallas when Amari was there and look at the impact he had and what he opened up for guys like Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. But like there is a part of me that I understand it is not a pejorative. When Daniel uh, when Daniel Jeremiah says hey, he's like a 1.5. He's not a 1, he's not a 2. He's like somewhere in between. Because it's actually not like, I think we put production on – I think we put production as what makes a number one. And I think there's a fair way to look at – I mean, Amare last year in 15 games, so he, he he did not play in two of the games, but in 15 games he had 1,250 yards. That's pretty outstanding. That is um – that is about 83 yards per game. And obviously some of that, the 250-yard game or the 200-whatever game was fantastic – The touchdowns, like I think he had like five touchdowns. Those are the kind of things that kind of hold people back or hold the perception back. I think in the reality, Amari has just played on – he hasn't been on enough really great teams. Those Dallas teams, he hasn't had his playoff moment yet. So there's a part of me that thinks if you call Amari Cooper a 1.5 instead of a true number one wide receiver, in some ways you're discrediting him. It's not a pejorative, but you're maybe not looking at the true value of Amari Cooper but I think his definition there I thought was really interesting and I do think number one receiver versus not a number one receiver can be used to slam guys um he made the the comparison to T Higgins so I I, I actually think the brilliance of this and I do think if if T Higgins is tagged and traded I think you're going to see T Higgins overpaid I think if T. Higgins tomorrow hit the open market, he'd be paid like a number one receiver. And you would get three years down the road and say, well, is he really a number one receiver? I think he can be, but I don't know for certain. I think Amari's problem is Amari's been paid like a number one receiver in Dallas and in, in, in uh, with the Raiders. And I think then there gets to be a point where you're like, well, he's really, really good, but maybe he's not worth what we're paying him. I think that's something you have to avoid if you're the Cleveland Browns. Because in a year's time, you don't want to be trading a really quality, high-level, consistently productive 1.5 receiver because you're paying him like a true number one receiver. But I think as the Browns go forward, I think there's a difference between is Amari a true number one? And and it's it's like that old senator who was asked to define – uh, pornography, and he said, I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> like, I think that's a, what a true number one wide receiver is. Like uh, Jamar Chase, you watch Jamar Chase, that is a that is one of one. You watch Justin Jefferson, that is one of one. If you gave me a little bit more time, I could think of uh, three or four other guys that I think fit that bill. And what a true number one wide receiver is, is a guy like what Miles Garrett is to edge rushers. Miles Garrett is a guy, and Sean McVay said it after the Rams game where he rolled down the window as he was rolling out and he was passing Miles, and he said, hey, thanks for keeping me up all this week as I was having nightmares trying to contain you. I don't know that is Amari, but I think there's a difference between saying, is he a true number one wide receiver, which honestly can be a tedious conversation, (laughs) versus is he the Browns' number one wide receiver? Because I think you can win with Amari as your best wide receiver, as your number one wide receiver. Before we get to X, Y, Z, slot, any of that stuff, I think you can. Because he's an incredibly productive wide receiver. And I actually think we've got to the point where his moments with Deshaun and Joe Flacco this year proved he can still make plays down the field, and he can still be a guy that even though he's not a true deep threat, meaning you're not just going to put him on go routes and and run him like that for most of the game, like Tyreek Hill, I think Amari's so versatile. He's such a brilliant route runner. He's such a brilliant receiver. The guy still gets open downfield. So a lot of the things that a number one wide receiver can do, he can do. But look at the quarterbacks he's played with. He's played with Derek Carr, not an elite quarterback. Really good at points. Had like a half season before he got injured, I think, in 2016 or 2017 where Derek Carr looked like an MVP candidate, like the next, oh, this guy's going to be, and people made the Tom Brady comparison because he wasn't a first-round pick and really good at processing. But like, okay, Derek Carr's a really nice quarterback. Dak Prescott, really nice quarterback. Deshaun Watson has been elite, has not been elite yet in Cleveland. Joe Flacco, really nice quarterback, not elite. (laughs) Now I just realized I walked myself into that is Joe Flacco elite, not elite. But look at other, like, Oh, yeah, he played with Jacoby set Yeah, not a lead quarterback, not a starting quarterback. So I agree with Daniel that Amari's probably not a true, like if we go into how defenses prepare against you, I think you worry about Amari. I don't think he keeps you up at night the way that Miles might do if you're trying to game plan against Miles. Or the way that Nick Chubb, when Nick Chubb's 100% and top, top shelf Nick, Nick Chubb, I think he keeps you awake trying to slow down Nick Chubb the way that maybe slowing down Amari Cooper. Like, I, okay, so he's not the elite of the elite. But I also think Amari has had now almost 10,000 yards with a bunch of good, not great quarterbacks. So even though he's going to be 30 this year, even though you got to make the decision on do we extend him, do we restructure him, do we move on from him and i don't think that's happening that last one i i just mentioned cuz those are the three things we talk about when we talk about trying to move money around for a wide receiver even though that's a valid conversation i i and and all these things are fair i also think like he's made he's made average quarterbacks or good quarterbacks or not elite quarterbacks better And he's not yet played with a, consistently that is, with a quarterback that makes him better. And so I think Amari Cooper can absolutely be your number one. Does that mean the Browns have to do a better job of finding the right number two next to him? Does that mean that the Browns would probably benefit if you had another 1.5 wide receiver? Yes. But I think Amari can function as your guy. And I think Amari, to some degree, has been held back at least recently because of the the quarterback position being caught, caught in between Deshaun, Jacoby, Joe Flacco, DTR, P.J. Walker. I think he's a no-brainer to, to resign this year. And I think he still might have – he's coming off one of his best seasons. I actually think it might be statistically his best season of his career at, uh, at 1,250 yards. I think he could be even more productive. So he produces like a number one, even if he doesn't look like a number one on tape. And I think he might be even more dangerous if you can just get Deshaun healthy and just get Deshaun back to who he was four years ago. 216-474-0092. So Daniel Jeremiah, and I thought the way he put it was really respectful. It's It, it wasn't as simple as, well, he's not a number one wide receiver, which I think can get contentious and it feels like you're you know, slagging a player. But I, I'm curious whether you guys view Amari Cooper as a number one and whether you guys think that at some point the Browns either need to upgrade across from him or next from him. Yeah, it'd be cool. And here's here's the number one thing, by the way, just about that number one thing. Um it'd be cool if you could get that Jamar Chase, that Justin Jefferson, that one of one guys who changes the way other teams defend you and defend your quarterback. Be really cool if you could get that. There's like 8 of those guys in the NFL. They don't become available unless something unless they're like Odell Beckham Jr. Unless they are um unless they're Tyreek Hill, where it's not entirely just about football, it's about whether a team is comfortable paying those wide receivers for everything that goes with having those wide receivers. So your best chance of finding them is not somebody's going to be like, hey, should we give Cleveland Justin Jefferson? It's going to be, hey, uh, we found this guy in the fourth round, and we think over time he can become a, a number one receiver and, and change the game for us. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.